0: Yeah,
1: new socks every day is
0: the ultimate luxury.
1: Yeah, that is luxury at its finest. Are we going to start this episode without the economist? We should. He's late. I don't think we really need him, do we?
0: Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we share the tools to improve your finances, and we unfold that roadmap to your financial independence. Welcome to the show. Money Mechanic is with you. As always, we're back on the Zoom machine because The Economist is still out foraging in the forest. Yeah. What's he doing out there? I don't know. You and I brewed beer all afternoon together. Yes. Like responsible adults. Yes. And then we had to separate and go home so we could do this remotely at an agreed upon time of which has come and passed. Correct. And The Economist is not with us yet.
1: Is yeah, will he be with us? Is really I will. The big question. This is an
0: exciting show. We'll find out, but let's get into our beers, talk about what we're talking about, and just move on because life needs to move on.
1: <laughs> life
0: needs to move on. <laughs> life needs to move on. Okay. So, this episode's coming out right around Oktoberfest time. And you and I brewed a Dunkelweizen. Yes. Which we will be drinking at the end of September. Uh, but today on the show, purchased for us by. Stephen,
1: just <laughs> see how I'm totally guessing that because it's the economist that has the spreadsheet? He does. He is the one with the spreadsheet.
0: Could you please spend three minutes with him and show him how to do a proper spreadsheet? No, that thing is a train wreck. I've looked at it. It is horrible. Horrible. Anyway, many thanks for uh, purchasing the beer for us. This is, if you're watching, is the Paul Anner Weiss beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a Hefeweizen, right? It's a wheat yep. beer. Yeah. And delicious you know what? Weiss beer. That's exactly what we brewed this afternoon. We did. Talk about our uh, Hefeweizen
1: brewing success. <laughs> uh, I think it was a success today. We screwed up a lot less things. <laughs> <laughs> our points of failure are getting reduced, are getting fewer.
0: Yeah, I was thinking back to the We had like one amazing batch of Hefeweizen and my dog is currently coughing up a furball. You're going to live there, buddy? Is that? Okay, tell me the truth. Is it the reason why you guys didn't come over for in-person was because... The fart situation from the dog <laughs> last
1: episode.
0: <laughs> is that why you won't come back to the group? Maybe that's why The Economist wouldn't do it. Well, I got a furball problem here I might have to deal with. Anyway, the Paulaner Weiss beer. Uh, it is a Munich wheat beer, and it is fantastic. And they boldly claim, and this is bold, that it is the number one Weiss beer in Germany and one of the world's favorites. It says, naturally cloudy and shining silky gold in a glass under a really strong head of foam. At the first mouthful, this Weiss Beer Classic has a mild aroma of banana. Finer palates detect a trace of mango and pineapple and the balance between sweet and bitter. Beer connoisseurs appreciate the fine note of yeast and the mild but sparkling mix of aromas. It is a typical beer garden beer, which brings people together all over the world. So cheers if you're celebrating Oktoberfest with a Beverage, we are today with this one.
1: I'm going to guess there's a lot less banana in here than the accidental banana wheat beer that we made. The banana face punch? Yeah, the banana face punch that we made.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it turns out that if you ferment your beer at a higher temperature, you get a lot more banana notes in it. Yeah. And man, it, it started off okay that hef we made, but it finished banana Rough. face punch was the best name for it.
1: For sure. Yeah. See, and I think that's the important thing when you're brewing beer is taste the beer first before you've named it and then just name it and pretend that that's what you were intending to get the entire time. We
0: don't get this nice foamy head layer on our beers. We got to learn our carbonation better.
1: What's wrong with our carbonation? None of our carbonation gives me a foam mustache. That's fair. I need to go get a glass because I can't drink this out of the can. Wow. Economist doesn't show up. Accountant doesn't
0: know how to drink beer. I guess it's just the money mechanic with you tonight. So I'll be back in 10 glass. seconds. One. Believable. So, what we are going to be talking about tonight is: Should you take a year off while you're on your FI journey? Does this make sense? Is it something you should consider? Is it a mini practice retirement? That's kind of the angle we want to take. Uh, I've got. Uh, we did a. I did a huge secret Twitter poll, which I'm also waiting for the Economist because. He uh,
1: he wants to write in on that, but yeah. Uh, it's, did you look at the Twitter poll account? I did not. I have not seen the results of oh, that.
0: Oh, perfect. Well, good, because I figured the economist would have seen them, so I'm glad he's not here to, uh, we'll, we'll test him when he gets here. Did you know that an astounding 79% agreed with my question, which was, on your path to FI or
1: FIRE, would you consider taking a year off? And so 79% said yes. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, look who decides to show up. Oh, and he's on mute and no camera.
0: Oh, Hey.
1: Hey. Welcome. Thanks. Good of you to join us. Yeah. A little late. Yeah. You've
0: been eating magic mushrooms all day? Yeah. Nice. Wow. This is going no, to get good. I wish. <laughs> Did you find any mushrooms when you were foraging? No. Nope. Oh,
2: bad day. Bad day. Did you got a beverage? I do. But it's not yours. I didn't think so. I got a main sale ISA. Well,
0: we're not promoting them today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was just filling the accountant in on the results of the poll, which was on your path to FI, would you consider taking a year off? Seventy seven. Somehow this poll is on fire. It's gone down. It's seventy seven percent right now. People say Se- yes, seven oh get- nine, eh? I got a lot of votes. I got a lot more votes than usual. More what than nine? You I'm into double digits. Strong. 14. Into no, 18. 26. 26. <laughs> 26? Another, another multiple. Wow. wow. Anyway, wow. I've already introduced the show. That's what we're talking about. Economist, what's your take? Because you want to take a particular stance on this. Yeah, I'm for it. What? <laughs> your text like an hour ago was I'm against it.
2: No, I said, I forget what I said. But so here's the deal. The deal is I'm totally for it, but unfortunately, I feel like I can't do it right now, even though I want to, and I have enough money. It's just a bad time for me to do it.
0: Okay. Well, let's get to, I think we should get this out of the way right at the beginning is that we all know everybody's journey is totally different. Right. Right. And we've got some listener questions to figure out as well. Mm -hmm. And if it's not your right time, it's not your right time. But in, so. in principle, is it something that one should consider doing? Because I think the problem is what I've seen is bloggers or people who've uh, chronicled their journey get to the finish line and then go, "Huh, maybe I didn't need to rush the end." Right. Right. Mad Scientist is a classic example. Mm-hmm. So. And that comes back to this whole thing. Like, I just saw there's a new Coast Fi book that came out from a guy in the States. We'll stick that link in the show notes. And it's like, well, maybe Coast is an option, or maybe you just need to take a year off. Like sabbaticals are a thing, right? And it's Absolutely. you could take a sabbatical, even if you've got no interest in financial independence whatsoever. And it's been, it's a quite a popular thing to do. And especially in academia, uh, people do it all the time, right? Yeah. So
1: what do you guys think about that? I think, uh, well, I'm obviously a fan of it because I've done it a bunch before myself, (laughs) but uh, I think a lot of people don't, to speak on the academia thing, I know a lot of government-sponsored workplaces actually have programs where you can take reduced pay for four years, and on the fifth year, you get the same reduced pay to take the year off.
2: Or they have unpaid leave of absences of like six months, 12 months. That's also true. I mean... Uh, you, if you're FI, the reduced pay is probably like a really bad way to go. Well, like if you're on your journey to Phi, you would want the money up front.
1: Yes. Right. Of course you would. You would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But not everybody has that option. Right. True. Doesn't this discussion come down to two things,
0: right? It comes down to like what you want to do and meaning for your life. And then f- the financial part, like the two totally separate things. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think it's a good idea as like a test drive and it doesn't have to be a year either, right? No, totally. Yeah. A month is a long time. It's not enough. Not enough. Six month minimum. Okay. But I think you still learn a lot about yourself in a month off. I disagree. If you're
1: not traveling. No, 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 just completely disagree. You need at least six months. Yep. Yeah. You haven't even decompressed after a month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had a
0: comment from my awesome uh, last minute Twitter poll from our buddy, another loony. And his comment was, I should say their comment. I should watch my. Uh, yeah. Pr- it's always they, right? them, yeah, and they right. I feel like it's critical, especially for those of us looking to retire early. Best to take a long sabbatical. And see how you do before committing 100 percent to retiring early. Mm-hmm. Pretty sensible. That's how I feel too, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I could have taken a year off before this. Are you are you saying you took a year off this year? I am potentially <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I'm work. Well, no, I worked. I've been working. I, okay. There's a difference between uh, there's a difference between like scaling back or, or changing to part time. And actually making a commitment to yourself and letting and being, you know, uh, conscientious to your employer and saying, Hey, look, this is the situation that I'm in. And that's a big question for a lot of people, right? Is like, what's going to happen with your job? Do you want the same job back? Do -hmm. you want to make a career change? Do you want to like, Leave your job and have that kind of like pressure of going, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Like it that plays into a lot of this decision, right? And some people may have the luxury of the sabbatical and be invited back. Some people may have training where it's valuable. They may not be in the same particular job at same company, but they're employable so they could get back into the workforce. And do you think a year of your off your resume is really going to make a difference whether you get back into a professional field? What do you think?
1: I don't think the resume gap thing is nearly as detrimental as people think it is. Especially if you have a why. Yeah. When you're, when you're
2: looking for another job and you know, you you fill that gap on your resume, right? Yeah. Yeah. You say I was doing this and, I don't think it's a big deal for me right now. I am in a situation where I think there's like, I have high earning potential for the next three years. And then not so much after that Mm -hmm. in my particular field. So that's why I feel like I have a, it's a
0: bad time for me. Right. Totally respect that. I think that's good forward thinking on your part. Right. But you know, you're also your, your fire journey or FI journey. It's not like you're, you're not 20 years away, but you're also not three years away, mm-hmm. right? So, you uh, you may pound out the next three years and make your maximum earning, which is smart. Best case scenario would be three years. Back. Well, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but you're not yeah. going to hit FI in three years, are you? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, awesome. Well, well, <laughs> what do I know? But you know what I mean? After three years, maybe you go, okay, now I take my year off. Exactly. Now I reassess. I've, I've worked hard. Now I've got like that's the goal done, check. Right. What's next type thing. Right. And I yeah. think too many of us, I'm guilty of it as well, is as soon as sort of one phase or stage of life is over, we're immediately focused and driven to go into the next thing. Right. Right. I've never taken purposely taken a year off. I've per- never purposely taken any time off work, mm-hmm. which seems almost ridiculous in 27 years of working that I've never decided
1: to take six months off. Like, What, that's what do you do when you change jobs? I've never had any time off. End work End. on a Friday and start a new job on a Monday? Yeah, but
0: okay. I don't consider like the, the economist said like four weeks. Yeah. I've had some breaks that are four, six, eight weeks that have been fantastic. But it's mm-hmm. not the same. Your mindset doesn't change. In that period of time, you're an in-between job mindset where you finish working, you're trying not to spend all your money, and you're going to the next job or you're looking for the next job. It's not, I'm taking my freedom, I want my own schedule, I want to design my life to what I want to live. That's not the mindset in between jobs.
1: I, I think and- it's the best possible time to negotiate that leave or to take that leave. When you're starting a new job? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. Oh, man. If if you find a workplace that wants you to come on board, it's very easy to tell them, sure, but I can't start until X date. Depends. I think that's not going to be the case 50% of the time. You think so? Yeah. I've yet to be told no when I've dictated a starting date. Right. Right. Okay, well, this is one of the questions that we got for the show here. Account, maybe
0: you can speak to it because you've got experience with this is, is what you're talking about and negotiating it. One of the questions is, will employers allow you to take the time off without quitting your job, right? And that kind of ties into being a sabbatical. And if you're government or, or with an education institution or whatever, you might have those options. But like you said, when you start your job, do you
1: negotiate that in and say, hey, after three years, I'd like to take six months or a year? I don't know. Can you? I've done it before. So it's yeah. definitely possible. I think it depends on your employer. And if your employer isn't open to something like that, they're probably not the greatest employer in the world anyway. Haven't you had to quit? Uh, I haven't actually had to quit. Okay. I have made the decision to quit, but I haven't been forced to quit. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. But I, I did that with uh, one of my past jobs is I'm, said, Hey, I'm willing to take this job. They had headhunted me and wanted me to start working for them. And I said, that's fine. I'll come start working, but here's the deal. I'm taking six months off from, you know, July 1st to December 31st of next mm-hmm. year. So like, I'll come work tax season for you and then I'll be gone and I'll be back in time for next tax season.
2: Yeah. But okay. So here's the question. If you'd wanted a year, would they have given it to you? maybe, maybe not that's right. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Cause then you're missing the time
1: when they want you. It's
2: hard to That's tell. That's true.
1: But you also, I think too many people don't ask. Right. I agree. Lose nothing by asking, right? You lose nothing by asking.
0: Well, this dovetails into the next listener question is, will taking extended time off hurt your career? So asking for it, does it hurt your career? Do you Would somebody feel like, oh, now they think that I want to take 2023 off and that hurts their trajectory within within the business within the company does that i think like personally i would have felt uncomfortable asking for that much time off knowing that the role that i played was and it's it's kind of a i don't want to say essential but an important role and i think we all probably value our importance to companies more than they actually are because we're usually replaceable. (laughs) And, uh, I, I think the opposite you're not replaceable.
2: No, I think it's really expensive to replace you.
0: Yeah. You've mentioned that before. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think employees tend to hold more power than they think they do.
1: At the same time though, I feel like employers never think about how expensive it is to replace people. Agreed. I agree with that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this,
0: it's a hard one because I think it comes down to your, your negotiation skills and your comfort level, going in and be able to sit down with a superior, whoever it is and, and just have an open discussion have a frank discussion and, and kind of be able to confidently lay out what your, what your desires and your wants are and and what you're willing to do for them uh, to succeed in your role that will afford you that time, right? It's got to be a little bit of both.
1: Yeah. And I don't think it necessarily has to hurt your career. And if you're working somewhere, that's a, you, a time in place and you know, Steve in the cubicle next to you is going to get the job just because he was there and didn't take a sabbatical, even though you work way harder and are way better at your job than him, (laughs) that's probably not a place you want to work anyway.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, I've, I've definitely found that when I've left jobs, the opportunities that have come up and presented themselves are ones that I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't have had that. I'm talking in circles. I wouldn't have had that opportunity, which is obvious, but it wouldn't have even been something I'd thought about unless I was out of the previous job. Yeah. Right. So if you choose to take a year off, even with the intention that you might go back to your job, who knows what's going to happen in that year. Could be, it could be business opportunities. You might find the volunteer thing that you love, which turns into a part-time job. Like, I think it opens you up to a lot of exposure to test out the things that you really want to do when you're FI. Most of well, us aren't going to quit and
1: play video games 60 hours a week, right? I don't plan on it. No, that's I agree. Not in the plans. And okay. I think that's one of the things is people focus way too much on what could go wrong and very little on what could go Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, the, the what ifs are always on the, what if something crappy happens? Well, what if something great happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why we're talking about this, right? Because the race
0: to the finish line. Wasn't that another listener question? Yeah. Well, basically that's it is like, why not race to the finish line? And economists, you just said, you've got great earning potential for a couple of years. So you're going to keep that going, which Somebody else could say the same thing. I've got a great 10 years of earning potential right. coming up. Why not just keep racing towards that finish line?
2: Yeah. And it's a good point, right? Like, totally fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause you can drop I, dead the day you get there.
2: Absolutely. And I can drop dead in two and a half years. Like, yep. that's yeah, that's pretty obvious too. But I mean, I guess, uh, you know, it's a personal decision. And I don't think it's an easy decision for me to not take a year off.
1: No. Um, No, I would say that's fair. But I think if somebody's thinking about it, you've probably already acknowledged that you need it. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: So I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a blog out there that's not specifically Canadian. but And then some of it's a little dated, but it's called Living a Fi. Okay. And... This is the second article I found off there. One of the other ones I remember from way back. I'd have to pull it up now. We'll stick in the show notes. But he basically talks about how he achieved financial independence, but he's living a fi, living a lie. Like it was all a bit, it wasn't how he planned it. And he he has this whole thing about his five regrets of how he thought he'd be happier, how he'd have a better relationship. And these things didn't quite pan out. So he's written one here called Taking a Gap Year, which is the same as taking a sabbatical or taking a year off work. So we'll put this in the show notes. And the accountant and I scanned through it really quickly before you got here, economist. And he actually does a great job of the pros and cons. And I'm just going to quote from him, the first paragraph and a half, because I think he nails it pretty good. He says, I've recently realized that I should have taken significant time away from work prior to retiring instead of slogging straight through my career since graduating from university with hardly a letup. Why have I come to this conclusion? What are the benefits of taking a gap year or half year along the journey to financial independence? What is it about experiencing life away from the office that's convinced me that I waited too long to take a significant reprieve? And why didn't I do it? What does it do to the financial picture? And finally, what about the logistical challenges? How might you pull it off if you're so inclined? So it's actually a pretty good read, and it's irrelevant that it's American. And he's got a a huge list of pros, and they're pretty good, right? Because I think the basis of what we're talking about here is that year off gives you a chance to practice being FI. Yeah. So off the top of my head, and they're in his his article as well, but it's like, stop contributing. That's a freaking hard thing to do. It is. Yeah. Right? We're in the accumulation phase, and even if you don't save for a month, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, what did I do wrong (laughs) this month? Right? Oh, I thought you meant stop contributing to society. (laughs) That's hard too. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. The accountant and I are brewing beer. We are contributing to society in a yeah, for force. Well, you gotta
2: stop brewing beer in your year off, don't you?
0: Dude, this has got a lot of banana in it. <laughs> Who bought you that beer? Steven. Nice. That was my that was my guess from the spreadsheet that we can't figure out.
2: Yeah, you're you're correct. We're on.
0: Anyway, thanks yeah. again, Steven. Uh okay, so yeah it's a practice year, right? And go out and try the things that you want to do when you're retired. If you've always yeah. wanted to be, uh, you know, a long distance biker, if you wanted to be a kayaker, if you wanted to do and be an artist, if you've got hobbies, if you got side hustles, go and do it. Yeah. Cause I found out that certain things that I've tried are not for me. Mm-hmm. So that's, you get your practice time. And, yeah. and if you stop, contributing and you're having to actually live off your money because okay i guess we should have prefaced this with saying breakfast depends how you want to use the hyphen in there <laughs> there's no hyphen. There's no hyphen. <laughs> i'm <laughs> glad that's wrong <laughs> I, yeah you guys keep it i've been brewing beer all day leave me alone yeah. <laughs> um, is that you're gonna have some
1: fu money first before you decide to do this obviously right isn't that obvious that's a kind of a key factor. Did you, did you tell the listeners that? The no, start well, of this? that's,
0: we were missing <laughs> your color commentary. So yeah, <laughs> the, the idea no. of a year off would be to have enough in savings, enough runway to be able yeah. to pay yourself for said year.
2: Mm, not to pay yourself, but survive. The year. Uh, so,
0: yeah. You're going to draw down. You're going to draw down. You're, you're going to decumulate. You're going to need some cash. Or while well, the the account I were talking about earlier, Bummer we Bruin was like, mm-hmm. maybe you've achieved that level of cash flow that you can survive for a year. Maybe it's not your FI number cash flow, but it's enough that you can be like, hey, you know what? I can live with drawdown of a thousand a month. In my portfolio, sure, I'm yeah. okay with twelve grand for one year to experiment. Yeah. yeah. So yes, important. We should have brought that up yeah. earlier. Yeah, you do have to fund it somehow. You have to fund it. So what do you guys think about experimenting? No, it's that's the whole point
2: of it, isn't it? I would say so. Yeah, maybe not experimenting, but to live the life that you are designing for when you're phi. Mm-hmm. And because if you take a gap year and you go to the Four Seasons in every city and spend a hundred thousand dollars, but that's not your five plan. Well, that wasn't a very useful dry run.
1: That would be a very interesting year. Yeah, it I was thinking I would. That like, yeah. would. You? Yeah. <laughs> But I I guess basically everybody is so desperate to find out what life's
0: like without work that you may as well go and experience life without work. Yep. Right. Yeah. What's
1: the, what's the worst case that slows you down six months a year. So here's
2: a question. Yeah. Do you think that when we're talking about hurting a career or not hurting a career, Mm -hmm. do you think if you're in the trades, it's has a smaller
0: impact on your career? Yes. Wait, wait a minute. Are you in the trades? (laughs) No <laughs> so then Why are you speaking for me <laughs> How do you know how it affects the trades I've just He asked a question and I, gave I saw an answer. it's the
2: same thing as the accountant But I figured I had to ask the guy in the trades
1: To see what he said
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was actually giving some thoughts my answer The accountant just blurted out yes yeah. Probably because yeah. he didn't hear the question
1: <laughs> Oh was I supposed to be listening
0: <laughs> Whoops <laughs> Um, What was the question again
2: <laughs> but does taking a year off have a smaller impact on your future earning potential if you're in the trades than if you're in a profession
0: no <laughs> was that the, what the accountant said oh i he said, said yes. yes yes it does have more impact smaller. smaller impact oh you did a double negative yes it has less impact
2: yeah because yeah and are people are employers in the trades going to look at a year off your resume and say why do you No, no,
1: especially right now with how impossible it is to find anyone skilled in the trades. Yeah, Yeah. no. And, you know, honestly, that is one
0: of the most beautiful things about having some form of trades training is that it's applicable all across Canada. It's applicable in a lot of other countries. It is basically timeless. Yes, you will need to do some upgrading from time to time when there's new technology and new product and new things like that. But yeah, it is a pretty forgiving um, education base where you can you know use your existing skill set for sure right uh, What do you think from more professional side like you guys white collar style
1: do you think it has more of an impact? I think it depends entirely on the organization mm-hmm. and the even the profession. yeah like the accountant's
2: basically a trades person.
0: Yeah okay well though I've got a question for that then because we've got another buddy who's an accountant that's trying to make partner in a firm taking a year off at that point does that seriously impact his trajectory towards being a partner in a firm?
2: Might even exclude him.
0: Might even exclude him, right? Yeah. But do you want to be a partner in a firm if
1: you want to hit FI in five years? No. No, you don't. (laughs) So I think, do you want to be a partner in a firm when they tell you for like five straight years they're going to make you a partner and then they don't do it and then it's 15 years later when they finally do make you a partner and they've just made you work really, really hard for 20 years for crap money? Dangling a carrot in front of your face without taking a year off. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Let's see. What's the correct answer? Uh, moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've seen that one
1: happen quite a few times to different people.
0: Well, you're not wrong, and I don't think you need to like just like specify a, an industry. This could happen in any kind of corporate level job where it's like, yeah, you're going to become. So the office one, you're going to be like regional manager, you're going to be assistant to the regional manager, you're going to be regional manager. You're like, you know, there's always the carrot that a lot of people work towards and may or may not ever get there. Is it worth it? And if you take that year off then you're like, oh, well, that guy's off the list or that person's off the list because they're not committed enough. Yeah. No, it's a serious consideration. But, you know, maybe, well, I don't know
1: that we could get into a whole another career discussion about that. Yeah. Yeah. But then, I mean, isn't that kind of the argument of, Are you, what are you trying to do? Like, are you still trying to climb the corporate ladder if you're right. wanting this other lifestyle? No, that's a great point.
0: Yeah. I like this one. He's got it in his pro section here. He says, so He's he gives an example that you've been working really hard. You've been on the FI journey for five years. You take a year off and then you got, instead of five years to go, you've extended it a little bit, right? So, but he says, if you've been seriously saving for five years already, you are probably firmly in the delayed gratification mindset. You figure, I don't need the time away from work. I'm tough. I'm (laughs) stoic. Everything is fine. And while that's true, it's good to occasionally have the practice in the art of giving yourself what you want. Right. Treat yourself to a heaping pile of time. And that's pretty good because so many people think of treating themselves by spending money on something, which you are. But you're treating yourself to six months or a year. That's, I really like that. You're buying yep. some time. You're buying a so, year of your life. I love it. How is yeah. that not a pro?
2: No, you put it in the pro column. It's pro. Yeah, it's pro. Yeah, yeah. it says pro. So it's pro.
0: It's pro. I say it's, it's pro. Well, well, I'm, also, not, I'm not confused about how pros and cons work here, boys. <laughs> For a second, it's like you were, how's that not a pro?
1: I think it's, uh, I think it's Jale Collins who was talking about that the first time that he took like an extended sabbatical and kind of realized he was fi. Like he was planning on going back to work. And then his money kept doing so well that he was like, oh, yeah, I just don't have book, to. Yeah. And like, you don't know if maybe you have 800 grand saved up and a million bucks is your number. And that year happens to be the year your investments return 25%. Mm-hmm. And bam, you hit a million bucks. Well, and you bring up a great point too, accountant, is just because
0: you aren't contributing or working for a year doesn't mean that your portfolio isn't continuing to work because that's the beauty of it. That money works for you 24 hours a day, 365. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you could take a year off and say you got to draw down 12 grand, but like you said, your 800K portfolio is now down 12, but up 200. Like, was that really an issue taking that year off? Oh, yeah. Let's go to the other side. Yeah, totally. Market crash.
2: Yeah. What if we drop 50%? Do you go back to work so you can start contributing again?
0: No, you pull everything out of your HELOC and you dump it in right away. (laughs) 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 Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, I think that is in the negative section. Hold on. It's in the cons. Oh, look. A tremendous market crash. And obscenely right. high unemployment, you
1: may find yourself out of work even longer. This time, it'll be against your will. See, I don't I don't think that's a con. <laughs> Do you know why it's not a con? Because you've now experienced the worst case scenario. You know exactly what it feels like. You know exactly what is could possibly happen in the worst case scenario. You are already planning on going back to work. Yes, you're going to have a little bit more time now but you literally know how you will react in a worst case scenario. Yeah, I don't mind that. And maybe part of your five
2: plan is to go back to work in the worst case scenario. So you do it in your year
0: off. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Well, the other thing too is like, if I'm thinking taking a year off, I'm thinking I'm going to, well, hopefully plan ahead of time. So I'll build up, I'll either have passive income or I'll take out some, I'll have cash that's going to cover me the majority of the way or whatever I need to fill in those gaps. So that in that year, as you said, if the catastrophic event happens, I don't need to touch that portfolio. I've got my living expenses, which is what you would do if you were going to be FI anyway. Yep. Why wouldn't you treat it the same way? Oh, you should. Well, you should. So you've already planned. You've already made your contingency plans for that market crash, for everything to happen, right? So if it happens, it happens like the accountant said is you're just living the worst case. So now you've got the experience to build from and move forward. Yeah. And if you get through a year and you've already planned for it and you still can't go back to work and it's another six months, at least you have the portfolio there backing you up. And in that year, most people can go and do some little side hustle, something to make some cash. I don't know. Like, don't you think you can, you can scratch it out if you got that much time. It's, What I find is when you have time on your hands,
1: more opportunity shows up. Yeah, I would agree with that. Seems like a reasonable sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's
0: my question. What's your question? An overwhelming majority, 79% of my FI Twit fans say they would take, they think taking a year off is a good idea. Mm -hmm. But why doesn't anybody do it?
2: Because everybody's uh, chicken, um, what is it? Chicken,
1: chicken? <laughs> chicken, chicken. A chicken, chicken? Uh, chicken. I think it's the same thing as why everybody knows that in the middle of a crash, they shouldn't sell, but some people still do. It's not about knowing the correct answer. It's being able to win the emotional battle and make the right decision. I think that's it. It's the emotional battle. Yeah. So you guys think I should uh,
2: take tomorrow off and do the same thing for the next three sixty four?
0: No, I don't think you should. <laughs> no, I, I no, I honestly don't because you've got, you know, like you said, you, there's re- justifiable reasons why not to.
2: Like the accountant said, what's the where's the line in the sand? I say three years. Somebody else says eight. Somebody else says fourteen.
0: Well, it's right? the same. It's the same as having like the one more year syndrome, right? It's like, well, I've got enough money, but I think I'll work one more year. Or yep. there's a cool project next year, so I'm going to stick with the job one more year. And hey, if you like what you're doing, do it. Who cares? Like that's sure. not that's not yeah. the issue here, right? If you're enjoying it, just do it. I think, and may, and maybe that is what it comes down to is. I never felt that I needed the year off because I was traveling. I was enjoying overseas work. I was engaged in what I was doing. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a time thing. It wasn't like, oh, I've been doing this for so long. I need to leave it. You know, it it, again. Personal finance is personal, and this is for entertainment purposes only, right? Yeah. So nobody's ever going to know, and I think that's the problem. Is none of us know. And it's the culture, the workplace culture for all of us as Canadians and and from wherever our backgrounds are from
1: is that, you know, going to work is the norm. What's the number one thing people ask you when they meet you? Oh, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. I love yeah, answering exactly. with non-work items. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it throws people off. They're exactly. like, what? Yeah. Kayak. What do you do? I <laughs> <at> Kayak. <laughs> Like that's not a job. I uh, wasn't talking about jobs. Yeah, that's that's, what, well, I that's about I what I do. Talking about what I do. I walk my dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: But, it, but, okay. So that actually is a good point because many, many of us identify with, you know, our identity is tied to our careers, our profession, our jobs, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a great question is, and I think that's a good one though, because if you take that year, Then you realize you don't identify with your career or your job anymore. Or maybe you do. Or maybe you do. And what do you answer to that? Are you comfortable? Like, it's hard to answer family when they're like, what do you do? And you're like, I manage investments, which is BS because they're index funds. There's nothing to manage. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's like, it's a hard one, right? Because that's the same thing. It's on that psychological level. Yeah.
1: So what do you do when you're not working? I don't even know how I used to have time to work full time. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> like it blows me away. I, I still get nothing done yeah. all day in terms of what I plan to get done. This is because you're now working less hours, but you're equally
0: as productive as you were in longer hours. You're just expecting to do
1: more in the other time you have. Yes. And like, I don't, anybody who's like, I've heard this so many times before, people are like, oh, you know, if I retired early, I'd be bored. Then you're a boring person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's, yeah, it's not hard to stay busy. No, it's, it's, it's harder to try to find more time to not be busy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: And there's, and that's the thing too, is there's, you
0: can spend time, you can spend your time in completely hedonic ways that just bring joy to you and that's fine. But take that year off because then you're going to find that doing some volunteer work, working on new business projects or doing some side hustles or learning new things is is part of what is really fulfilling, right? So you're not going to be just reading a book, laying in a hammock, Sipping a margarita on a beach for very long In my opinion or if maybe got, you are. are you though? I, I don't know. know I don't think any of our listeners are I would find it hard to believe And I'll take anybody that wants to Send us a message and say That's my 100% plan for the next 25 years
2: Then definitely take a year off <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Go and do that for a year
2: Yeah, see so yeah. how it works yeah.
0: yeah Well boys, you didn't come up with any cons
2: Well, I did
0: yeah kind of i'm not doing it i'm honestly upset because the whole text conversation you and i had was oh yeah i'm for it and you're like oh yeah i'm against it and i was like perfect right on yeah let's rex murphy this up <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well i'm a, i'm against doing it i'm not
0: doing it yeah i know you're against yeah. doing it right now well you didn't give me the yeah. specifics anyway uh how is the Paul letter over there for the account oh it's always delicious Do you get more clover banana? This has got, I think our half's better. I think we could have the number one half in Germany. I think we could. (laughs) Number one
2: half in Germany. You got to brew it in Germany.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I know. You got to go
2: go for a trip. Hey, uh, did you uh, bring up Stephen's question?
0: Uh, No, please do.
2: So Stephen wanted us to ask or to answer what do you do to reward yourself when you reach a milestone? Drink a Paul Anner. Drink a pollener and take <laughs> six months or a year off, right? You know,
0: that's a good question.
2: Um, I his, his problem, he said, was always moving the yardstick when you yeah, yeah, reached yeah. a goal, right? The goal so, the
0: goalpost. The old goalpost yeah. you never reach. Yeah yeah. 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 I honestly, I don't know. I'm not really a milestone type person. Me neither. It's the, it's in the enjoyment of the journey, but I get it. Right. Like you're kind of like when you hit that first hundred K you should celebrate something. Cause it's the hardest hundred you'll ever make. But really it kind of happens because the funny thing is, is you'll probably hit hundred K and then yeah. three days later, it'll be back to 97. And then two weeks later, it'll be at 104 and you're like, yeah. I can't sell I can't keep celebrating over, and over, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Hey, it's, it is only money and maybe it's, doing something with your partner maybe it's taking taking a couple of days off for yourself instead of spending money takes buy some time back for yourself yeah that's how i'd celebrate a milestone take some time for yourself
1: nothing better than a nice midweek random day off right <laughs> or a whole week off or a whole month off or a whole year off
2: yeah oh, oh yeah we we fo- we solved the problem <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a year off. It's a year off. <laughs> a year off. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, I don't know what we solved, but uh, there's lots of complicated questions on the journey to financial independence. And I think the point of this discussion really was about choosing along the way decisions that are going to improve your life and maybe give you some clarity of what it is that you want and how you feel about your journey. And, and instead of it being in the end, it's something you can enjoy halfway along, right? Buy
1: some of that time, spend some of that money on yourself to buy that time. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Cheers, guys. All right. Cheers, gentlemen. Till next I time. Watch this episode on YouTube, I guess. I know. We're back on YouTube. Woo. Yeah. There you
2: go. Exciting times.
1: I'm looking as good as I've looked in a while. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a haircut.
0: I'm still doing my own haircut. Yeah. Did yeah, you I just know. get one? <laughs> well, but, uh, no. I mean, it's, huh? no, it's because I was having the sun today kayaking. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Nice. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. There you no, go. I, I had to say that this is like you know uh, one of the days off for the ages, and yeah. the reason is is because I was up at six forty five. Yeah, but
2: that's the only time to get up.
0: But with no alarm. Yeah, I, yeah. like well, alarms
2: no, are for suckers, right?
0: Yeah, and and the wife's away, so like mm-hmm. I am completely able to play video games in my pajamas all day, <laughs> not clean the house. I haven't showered. I have showered, but you know what I mean. Like I can be <laughs> yeah. totally, I can be totally irresponsible. Apart from feeding the dogs, which is responsible. But it was 6.45 and I'm like, ah, it's early. Maybe I should read a book for a little while. I'm like, nah, let's just get this day underway. And yes. it's funny how you get those days that are just like, boom. Like you are yeah. motivated and productive from the beginning. And it's it's kind of fun when they just happen instead of being like constantly driven because you're like, I have to do this but that's what we do at work right is we yeah. we are we drive ourselves even if you like your job you drive yourself to your maximum potential for like that 8 hours or more cuz it's got you got to get out of bed in the morning and deal with your family deal with whatever you have to deal with before you get to work traffic whatever it is and then you're like trying to hit your max potential for that 8 hours and then try and have some of your own time at the end
2: it's going to be the dregs of the time,
0: right? Through <laughs> the dregs. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, no, I, and I think this is what, you know, in the episode you brought up four weeks and I agree with the accountant. It's just not enough time. Yeah. You've got to really detox yourself from that. Um, the mindset. That's sort of that drive to, to have to work. Yeah. Um, I've purged that for myself. I think I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> But it's awesome to have days that we're like, you kind of wish you're like, I wish I'd gone to work today because I would have been on fire. Like, you know, those days where you're just like, bam, 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 you're solving every problem. It's everything's happening.
2: When I have one of those days, I don't wish I was at work. I wish I was (laughs) doing my shit.
0: Well, there you go. Right. Right? That's That's true.
2: That's your year off. That's very true. Yeah. So,
0: right on. Oh, no, this is overtime. You don't get to sign off. We got like another 30 minutes.
2: Oh, it's overtime now?
0: Well, yeah. I thought. I thought that was part of the show. No, pretty sure no. that was part of the show. No, no. See, this is how I do it. I just run the music now, and then we just keep talking. <laughs> nice. <laughs> pretty much, we just started like running the music at 30 minutes, and people are like, oh, that show's over. And, and then it's go just for all the amble minutes. Yeah. yeah. Just, they're like, oh, the, the last 30 minutes was pretty good. And we're like, why do we even plan for the first 30 minutes? <laughs> Don't need the first 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and usually, by the into the overtime, I've had brewing experience,
1: which involves... Beer experience. Yes. Well, The brew did go surprisingly well today. Yeah? What do you make? Hefeweizen. The best mm. Hefeweizen in Germany that's made in Canada. Well, so you're drinking it now? If we
0: ship it there and bottle it in Germany, this <laughs> is it considered made in Germany?
1: We, we haven't even tasted it yet. We yeah, have no idea if it's not good. You still so have to
0: pitch the yeast. Don't get ahead of yourself. Well, that's
2: what I'm saying about you.
0: I put, <laughs> yeah. <one> on, I <laughs> put like a little eyedropper taste in my mouth. I could tell it was amazing. I'm a super taster. Haven't we gone through this? Oh my God. Right. (laughs) Jesus. And by the way, why are you going through the forest looking for fungi? I ordered a kit online. We're going to grow our own at home. Oh, yeah?
2: Yeah. Cool. But the the oysters? Uh, Those
0: are pretty easy to grow. Yep. What it, Our, what? ours are of the uh magical type oh nice yes yeah. nice have yeah, that too but no i'd like to do oysters as well uh have you watched any youtubes on them uh no but i've seen them growing yeah tube them up because you can do five gallon buckets drill a bunch of holes in them and the oysters right. go right out of them yeah yeah. no and it's just like sawdust yeah and
1: yeah looks awesome yeah. okay we'll we'll talk fungi watch that documentary on netflix it's good you love your freaking fungi documentary How good is it? It's really good. How good is it? So good. I haven't seen it.
0: How good is it?
1: Oh, get on it. If you do nothing
0: else tonight, accountant. Yeah.
1: It's nine o'clock. I will be doing nothing else. Yeah, but
0: you're (laughs) so unproductive. You may as well watch an hour of Netflix.
1: No. I will go to bed and I'll get up at six a.m. like a normal person. Not be like surprised that one day a week I magically got up at six forty-five.
0: No (laughs) normal human being wants to get up at six a.m.
1: I get up six every day. There's no want. There's no, you just There's get no up when want.
0: You, It's just so when I get up. Sun I get comes up, up. I get up when I get up. He's like, uh, I thought you going to mic drop the yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Boom, I'm out. <laughs> well, I have spent already five hours with you today, so it's time to sign off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And you haven't drank nearly as much as I have, so.
1: No, that's also true. Well, I had to drive home because you're suddenly driver, we were yeah. doing this Sorry. remotely. That's,
0: okay. all yeah. Right. Yeah. that's all right. That's all right. Well, we should uh, we should plan for a Friday night recording and uh, pull out the bunk beds and have a sleepover Oh, party. Yeah.
1: man. Are we going to have an overtime recording on a Friday night? Let's That'd be good. Yeah, we okay. should do that. It's going to be salmon October. Pa- salmon pack two? Annual. Salmon we should
0: have like or annual episode two. salmon packs.
1: Or should we do like a Pilsner 15? Could do a pill. Oh, will they do throw out to Saskatchewan? Yeah, let's yeah. do a little vitamin pill. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like it. That may be the next recording because I'm at work till October. So okay. You're going
0: back to work? Let's not talk about that. uh, Let's not talk about that
1: in this episode. Idiot. All right, bye boys. Okay. Okay. Farewell. Ciao.